Welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Big Money Hustler. Oscar. And I am thrown. Please, please do. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I must, I, <laughs> I must be at my other podcast. I must have forgotten to tell you guys. I'm a juggalo now. Okay. Juggalo? Did I not mention? I didn't mention it. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm a juggalo now. Now, pre-pro on this, you're a little behind the scenes peek. Oscar came in with eyes gleaming saying he had something to tell us. And I think this is his outburst. Yeah, I think this is this is the right platform for me. And this is a nice safe space. I feel like I can tell you guys and everyone else that I went to, um, went to an insane clown posse gig the other night. Oh shit, that's true. And I'm, I'm a juggalo now, I guess. <laughs> I get it. I was, I was always afraid that my mockery of Insane Clown Posse was just because I hadn't seen them clowning down in the flesh. And now I understand. It's a very clear lifestyle that I've now adopted. So I'd, I'd like you both to start calling me Big Money Hustler from now on. I have a question. Oh, please. Are you hustling big money? Are you a big man hustling money? That's a great question, Joe. I mean, it's unclear to me as to where my focus is because I'm very newly, um, I'm one of the new initiates of the Hatchet Man like, life. What do, they, what do they call that procedure? Newly jugged? Uh, I'm jugging. Oh, okay. I'm jugging, but I'm not yet jugged. Jugging along. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was I was, uh, I was, was on tour with Wallflower and we had access all areas passes to the venue. We were playing Academy 3. Say that we. They were playing Academy 3. Insane Clown Posse were downstairs in Academy 2, and Mr. Big was in Academy 1. Wait, Mr. Big is in, like, Paul Paul Gilbert, Mr. Big? Yeah, don't care. Insane Clown Posse were there. Like, that's the only <sighs> thing that matters here. This is breaking my heart more and more. Yeah, Paul Gilbert was in the building, but that's not but, the thing. But you went to go and become a juggalo instead, Oscar! Uh, I regret nothing. It's a, it's a big change, uh, but it's one that I look forward to experiencing and growing through as, uh, as life goes on. Now... There's an interesting part to all this. Insane Clown Posse are a kind of stupid entity. They're kind of a cult. But yeah, they're definitely kind of a cult. That was a weird cross-section, like waiting outside the queue for Mr. Big fans and the Movie Life fans and Juggalos all mel <laughs> merging together in one big confusing mess. What if there was like a guy who got really excited to go and see Mr. Big and like just put on loads of makeup because like, it's a big event, let's go. And was just confused like, I thought I was being quite unique, well, but everyone else here is really he gets, going for it. He gets sucked into the wrong crowd and ends up as a juggalo. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened Remember, to that's, me. That's your Spat story. out the other side. So oh. b before we do move on, I mean, I'm, I'm very I'm very glad you've been able to come out on the show. Um, we're Thank all you. here to support you. Thank you for, but, thank you for accepting my oh, lifestyle change absolutely. so heartily. I just want to kind of so that me and Joel are, are prepared moving forward. Yeah. What does, this, what does this mean for us? What does a juggalo life entail? Uh, I'm going to be spraying lots of bottles of coke over you whilst we uh, whilst we do this podcast. Okay. I'm also going to be I'm going to be using lots of props um, in my expression, and I mean, really, mainly it's going to be the soft drinks. Um, <laughs> take a take a guess as to how many bottles of coke uh, Insane Clown Posse had on their rider for the show in Manchester. Forty five more. Forty six. Close, sir. Let's not play this game. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll, I'll put down sixty. Four hundred twenty. Eight hundred. Oh. oh shit! Even Joel's funny joke answer was just about and, half, and it was a very funny joke. But it was. Thank you. It eight, was a reference to drugs. Eight, <laughs> and they like those. I hear. Um, yeah, eight hundred two-liter bottles of Coke. Does that not just fill up the green room? Uh, that fills up the. Uh, that's why they're in Academy Two. They probably would have filled Academy Three more comfortably. There were about four hundred people there. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all their stage is. Three big light up letters. Them in their clown makeup. Some guys who are dressed as I don't know lesser clowns, and then just walls, clownlets. Walls. Lesser clown three. Yeah, that's <laughs> as the credits roll by. You realise one to stick on the CV. Uh, yeah, they are just spraying. Like I'd say about 10 bottles a minute, emptying them just over the crowd and themselves and the stage and the floor and the crowd again and throwing them into the crowd. And then there's small rubber chickens are involved. And then at one point uh, they've got axes, uh, the strobes going. It's it's something. It's madness. Yeah. Do you think they'd accept 1,600 bottles of one litre Coke? <laughs> I think it's more about the... Um, the presence of The them. fluid the quantity. Yeah, I mean, the fluid quantity is the same, but it's like you can... I mean, I guess that would be better because you can open it more times. Well, because... Did you ever have those fridge packs of Coke that were like 200 milliliter cans? 
like I mean, tiny ones. Yeah, but that doesn't really... Scaled up to a stage is quite far away. Opening a can of Coke and emptying it on the floor is kind of just a bit... <laughs> it's a bit weak. Yeah, but... It's a small impact, but you can do it many more times. So it's like a machine gun approach. Yeah, but that, yeah. But that almost seems like... get on like a rotary cuff. Oh, that could be fun. Like a chain gun of just... <laughs> yeah, tell me that that will not light up a crowd. Yeah, you're 100% going to kill someone doing yeah. it that way. <laughs> now, yep. one question. Like, yep. We're a business. When we sit down to do this, we have to have our money hats on because we have to keep first world solutions afloat. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. Thinking about the business side of this right now. Yes. Insane Clown Posse, as you mentioned, they did not exactly fill the O2 Academy in Bristol, no, did they? No, they, no did they did not. No, they did not. There's quite a lot of clowns, aren't there, in the Insane Clown Posse? No, there's two of them. There's two of them? Yeah, I, I'm confused by this too. That is the loosest definition okay, of a posse. Okay, well, well, do, the, do the lesser clowns get paid? I have no idea. Well, I spoke to a guy that was in one of the bands that supported them, and he said that he'd been on a tour with them for the entire of the UK dates, and he'd only actually spoken to them that night. I think it's quite a big touring party, but I think everyone is too afraid of the guys up top. They're definitely making bank. I don't I think, think you I... get into the 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 Coke Roadie game for financial gain. Well, I think you get into it for, for the love of the coke. Well, yeah, you just love spraying coke on people. See, this is the thing, right? You say they must be making bank, but by my calculations, they spent £1,600 on coke. Yeah, that well... They can't be charging much more than that. Probably getting it wholesale. <laughs> From bookers. Oh, yeah. um, well, no. Costco. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend actually, she works for the marketing company that put them on when they played Bristol. And... They actually specified the number of bottles they needed. It was only 300 for that show. Clearly a more tame venue. Oh, absolutely. Maybe they had some left over. But they were, <laughs> they were, they were more than happy. No, there's, there's nothing left over. I was going to say, they, I, ICP do not strike me as the conservative type. No, they aren't still carting around bottles from an old tour going, we'll use it this time around. It's probably still good. Um, no, they were more than happy to go to Lidl to go pick up their uh, bottles of Coke there. Okay. Which is quite funny to me because I know they didn't get it, but I'm just imagining two dudes in like clown face paint carting around shopping trolleys full of name brand Coke going, do you have any more out back? No. Now, you mentioned name brand Coke. Are they above ordering like Little's own brand 29p cola? You'd Quality, not quantity. You'd have mm. to ask Violent J himself. <laughs> Violent J. Uh, that's a beautiful name because it's not like Big Mad J or Crazy J or like mm. Intimidating J. It's just J. quite ambiguous. It's just quite, yeah, it is. You might be a violent sleeper. You know Jay, the wrong'un. Right, should we try and fix people's problems that aren't to do with the ergonomics of a Coke tour? Uh, I mean, if you must. <laughs> also, hi, I'm Tom and that's Oscar. Yeah. So, we're here not only to celebrate the clown posse and the less... And, and that do we you, are doing. Do you think Violent Jay is a person or do you think he's the makeup? Do you think they cycle th through the lesser clowns each night? I mean... There's no real way of knowing what they look like without the makeup. No. Deep down, we are all insane clown posse. You just haven't had your turn yet. Yeah, exactly. You haven't been to the dressing room. You've not been chosen. Right. We're here. <laughs> what a tangent. To celebrate the banal problems of your everyday, day-to-day -day life. You bring us issues. You bring us problems. They're tiny. They're minuscule. We need a microscope to see them. <laughs> Some kind of minuscule microscopic <laughs> telescope. Why the aren't we funding this? The scope of this show is micro. <laughs> We're here to fix up those tiny issues and bring you a pleasant sense of, ah, to your day. Nice. Can that be our new tagline for the podcast? A pleasant sense of, ah. <sighs> Will it come across in font? Yes. Because a pleasant sense of, eh. How do you, how do you spell, ah? <sighs> H-A-Y-H. Ha! Present sense of anime sound. <laughs> sense of hoi. <laughs> right, I've got a problem. This comes to us from uh, Mazer Rackham on Reddit. Thank you very much, Mazer. My pretzel broke trying to scoop some dip, and then the rescue pretzel I sent in also broke. I mean, we're all on the same page as to what a rescue pretzel is. Oh right? yeah, that needs no explanation. Yeah, it, suited, booted, ready to put its life on the line for the greater good. Mm. Now I'm guessing they're talking about. You know, there's little crunchy pretzels rather than the big soft ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely not dipping in a giant cinnamon pretzel. Well, well you need a vat of dip for one. <laughs> they're very big. So a little crunchy, guys, which I never got on board with myself. No, mm. I don't see... I, like, if you're having those, why not Why not crisps? Yeah, yeah. Right? They're generally better. If you want, you want little crisp snacks, why not go with the things that are named yeah, after want, that I want pack. a snack that is crisp. Yeah. 
I also wanted to be twisty and slippery. Ah, and good. Breakable. Pretzel. Brilliant. <laughs> That's what I needed. Great. Really happy with this. this is the thing. It's not this actual. This problem though is not exclusive to pretzels. For me, this happens probably once a week with tortillas. Yep. Tortilla chips. Yeah, it's a tortilla chip. That, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of. Absolutely. Again, not full tortillas. <laughs> no, because no. again, the vat. <laughs> and also, you're like guaranteeing you're going to be sending in countless rescue tortillas. <laughs> just flaps down centrally into the middle and sinks to the bottom. <laughs> we lost another one. You end up sending in thirty-two, and it just becomes. Oh, guys, I did it again. Just. <laughs> Becomes, becomes a, a giant bowl full of very filled, like soaked tortillas. Yeah, it's just a koi pond that's beige. <laughs> How can we fix this with a koi pond? Um, give your pretzels to the fish and then eat something else. Okay, well, you're not in a terrible place with having something already in there that will eject. Oh, the the foreign object. Mm. If you add enough pretzels <laughs> to the dip. At some point, your pretzel to dip ratio becomes such that you're basically just eating pretzels with a bit of dip on. Yeah, you're, you've, the, the you ratio know those, um, tipping is the most You those corner yogurts? Yeah. Maybe you just take that approach, but with pretzels and dip. Well, that still very much is you tip things into a yogurt rather than it turns into like a big rice crispy cake that's glued together with small amounts I got of yogurt. Four words for you. More things, less yogurt. <laughs> the mantra to live by. Yeah. More things, less yogurt. So you throw in plenty of pretzel and okay. maybe just like a dab of dip. All and right. Then you, I guess you I need mean, a spoon. So let me get this straight. You're, you open up a nice tasty pot of salsa and you've got your pretzel, you dip in, it breaks off. Oh now, no! Instead, instead of going, right, I better find a rescue pretzel, you instead pour in your entire pack of pretzels into this one dip mm. pot in order to well, change it. Change basically its consistency from a liquid into a solid. Yeah, because it rescue pretzel implies that it's specifically designed for this situation. Mm. If you just take any old pretzel out of the bag, that's not a rescue pretzel. That's a... Sacrifice pretzel. That's a sacrifice pretzel. If you, want, pretzel. if you want a rescue pretzel, it's got to be a rescue pretzel posse. Well, not... I think you've hit Which upon the solution. Which is at least two just pretzels, not, apparently. Just not the posse. If you're sending in a rescue pretzel, it has to be trained. It has to be the rescue pretzel. Why don't we have a small subset of those pretzels be designed to be rescue pretzels. They're okay. like kind of like lined up like like swords on a wall and you can just kind of take them out and they're much more sturdy, much more rigid. Maybe they're not even that edible. They're kind of like pretzel spoons. Mm. Like you wouldn't eat them for pleasure. They're just functional. I'm not sure I like them being sewn into the bag. Okay. Maybe a man comes around and they're <laughs> sewn into the lining of his coat. Hang on, I Wait. I I lost focus for a minute, and now there's a man with stuff in his coat. I was going to say it's always a man. We always hire an, a man. Last time there was a man who judged all the food in our cupboards, and now suddenly there's a man who, if you break one pretzel, will turn up at your door in what two working days? You no, instantly. <laughs> How does he know? Is you, this you like a neighborhood a watch system? Can you imagine black and white shot? <laughs> Set the scene. You pick a pretzel out of the bag. You go to dip it, a shadow passes across the window. You dip in, it cracks. Immediately. <laughs> open up! <laughs> I'm too young. Film noir we've created. He it. comes in in a, I'm thinking velvet trench coat. Okay. Deep, rich, navy blue. Okay. So that the... The reveal is... Yeah, it's... It's swooping. And he's nude underneath. <laughs> And very, very hairy, but with navy blue fine hair. Yeah, like a Dr. Zeus character. Uh, yeah. Again, I zoned out for a minute. Who is, <laughs> who is this guy? He's the um, pretzel police. <sighs> okay. Is that too obvious? Police? I mean, it's like pretzel SWAT, let's be honest. Mm. I mean, to be fair, if, if, we're, if we're going down this route, don't just have a man turn up to your house, give you the implement in which to save it and leave. Just bring in pretzel SWAT. Like... Don't leave it to the other pretzels to save it. You leave it to the, to the specialist. Okay, so a klaxon you, you sounds. You can't say pretzel swap without me imagining a load, like a strike force of anthropomorphized pretzels kicking in through the windows to come and save their fallen well, guy. That's exactly what pretzel swat is, and I'm glad you've cottoned on oh, very quickly. Good. I'm glad that Maybe I was going the right Maybe it's men, way. but in edible pretzel costumes. <laughs> yes, they're all dressed up as enormous pretzels. Yeah. Like, horrible baseball mascots. Okay, this is getting way too far out of hand because I just came up with a similar and more cost-effective solution. Okay, go ahead. Pretzel gloves. So you I'll, can put, just I'll put pretzel swat on hold, but they are... Let's put, put a pin in it. You drop your pretzel. Okay. You go to the glove cupboard <laughs> that everyone has in the kitchen. The glove compartment. For the marigolds. No, the glove compartment in the car. What do you think it's for? 
That's where you keep your marigolds. Oh, okay, of course. <laughs> um, you open up your glove compartment in your car, which is now in your kitchen. Um, pull out your pretzel gloves, which are gloves made of pretzel. Of course, that's quite clear. And then you can just scoop with your hand the pretzel. Oh, but yeah, but then like, imagine so Winnie much the Pooh. dip is lost. Imagine Winnie the Pooh with honey, but yeah. that's you with dip and pretzel glove. Is pretzel glove edible? Yeah, it's made of pretzels. It's made of pretzels. How will it move? Because surely, like, what I'm envisioning is a very solid pretzel glove. You put your hand in, try and curl once, and mm. just no, the no, entire no, thing no, cracks no, and no, breaks no, off. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. You've seen gauntlets. <laughs> I'm actually not sure I have in real life, now that I think about it. Plate mail, ple- hang on. Plate mail, pretzel... Pauldrons. Pauldrons. Oh, snap. <laughs> wait, pauldrons on your oh, snap. Pauldron's got on your shoulders, right? Yeah, but if your hand's on your shoulder, it's a pauldron. <laughs> if you're halfway through the hokey cokey, then you're fine. Yeah, depending on which step of the macaroni you're in. <laughs> pretzel gauntlets That's, are... The clues in the name, I think. So you, you've got, you know, the back of the hand is a pretzel. Yeah. And then it'll break off into different pieces. Much how plate mail, as Oscar said, moves. You have full range of motion, but full protection. The same will be true of plate mail, pretzel... Pauldrons. Pauldrons. <laughs> We're hands. just going to run with the wrong word. <laughs> Excellent. I, the right word doesn't begin with a P. We can't use it. I'm, Plate mail pretzel punches? That also works. <laughs> but then that implies you just punch the dip until it releases your pretzel. Punch um, cup. Punch, punch cup. <laughs> is that anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with this question, because we've already been going a while, but I'm sorry, there are so many other fixes that are going through our mind. We have to solve this. Perhaps a sieve. Because, my, I mean, my here's, thing was a tiny fishing rod. Here's, here's, here's what I think. You turn it into a power play, but this only works if you're at a party. Subconsciously, there's a lot of peas in the solution. Okay, here's what you do. Picture the scene. <laughs> there's a table with some pretzels and chips and dip and little cut up bits of vegetables or whatever and you're sitting at the sofa next to the table and you dip in a pretzel and you snap it off next move pick up the dip put, <laughs> you have claimed the dip you've now put the dip <laughs> you've got the, the dip's yours and you put the dip upturn it into the bowl of pretzels shake it about a bit flip the table leave okay so what you're saying is infect all other pretzels with dip in for a penny in for a pound. In for Take a pretzel. Take that pretzel, put it on the ground. <laughs> Place it gently on the Place ground. Place it gently down with reverence on the ground. Yeah, respect I, it. I do quite like that idea in the party scenario. However, this is this is a home tragedy that is yeah. drug. What I'm thinking is, again, to go back to yet another solution, what, what we'll do is we'll do this, and then we'll wrap up all of our pitches and we'll choose one unanimously. Okay. Um, basically included on the packet, much in the same way as on uh, in the old days, you used to have like little toys in cling film attached to them. Oh, yeah. And like you'd have stuff on the front of magazines. Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days. On the front of your pretzel packet, there is just a tiny fishing rod with a nice big hook that you can just lower into your dip. Is the hook made of pretzel? Does it have to be made of yes. pretzel? Is Does it, the fishing rod have to be made of pretzel? Yes. Is it sharp? It's sharp enough. The fishing rope is fiberglass pretzel. <laughs> I don't think you entirely know what pretzel is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think. <laughs> I'm starting to think that I've been rumbled. <laughs> You're just using the word enough. <laughs> and then we'll have cotton pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> and pretzel cream for afters. <laughs> pretzel a la mode. <laughs> I love just the idea that John's like, yeah, I, I hate it when you eat the pretzel with your hands. I'll have the then... chef's pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pretzel of the day? <laughs> one, one, one pretzel, over easy. Pretzel fish. <laughs> well, I think that's what you were you suggesting. You have to cut it right or it'll kill you. <laughs> Okay, so... so I think uh, we should move on. I don't think we need to address this topic <laughs> no, no, come at all. On. We, we, we spent so long, we've got to fix this. Stupid question. Right, so... If this was the most simple question out of any we've had for about so, 20 episodes. You're at a party. All right. Let's, uh, we, we, can, we can tie all this together. We've okay. addressed the party one, I think. You're at a party. Okay. If you're at home, you're basically having a party on your own. True. Pretzel party. Pretzel party at home. <laughs> there, are, <laughs> there are fireworks. Obviously, it's a party. Virtually. <laughs> You drop your dip. The shadow goes across the door. Then, knock at the door. Guy comes in. Blue velvet coat. He says, I've called the SWAT team. They're on their way. 
Sirens, klaxon, the pretzel police come in, smash the window in with their pretzel punches. <laughs> using their punch cups. Yeah, using, wearing, their punch we're cups. using their punch cups, wearing pretzel pauldrons. They, I'm assuming, commando roll over to the dip. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it and say, oh, this is a wet one. And <laughs> second in command says, what do you think, chief? Do we use the punch cups? And he says, you got a lot to learn, kiddo. Reaches into his back pocket, pulls out a tiny fishing rod. <laughs> it's the size of a thimble. <laughs> In his massive gauntlets, he delicately <laughs> manipulates the mechanism of the pretzel fishing rod, scoops out the dip, and then gives it back to you, takes a dip, throws it on the ground, walks out. And all of this is known as the pretzel parade. Good night. Right. right, Oscar, do you have something for us? Can it be not about food? Perhaps. I'll take it. So this one's short and sweet, uh, and it's one that I can identify with. First world problems. Sorry, this one comes to us from Beth Perry. That's at BethPerry24 on Twitter. Thank you, Beth Perry. First world problems. Having to take my glasses off to eat my ramen. Because of the steam. Because of the steam, yes. Because of the because steam. Of the oh, sorry, steam. I thought that they were just so bulky that they were, what, covering the mouth at this point? I mean, like, you can get glasses that have dangly bits. Mm. You don't want to get mm-hmm. them confused. Yeah, well, like, you know, do chains, and sometimes glasses have chains with the thing on it, like it goes down. There's lots of styles now, Tom. Mm. I am not I'm not up on the scene. Okay, so it's steam that we're, we're trying to fix here. Yeah, steam okay. on the glasses. I myself am a bespectacled gentleman. So I understand that when it gets hot or cold or anything... Any sudden change in temperature. Any sudden change in temperature, no matter how small, will result in temporary blindness. So that's kind of annoying. (laughs) These things that are supposed to help me see good, more often than not, stop me from seeing anything, good or otherwise. So I get it. Okay. So what what we're trying to do here is come up with a system in which the steam is blocked from hitting your glasses before you can go blind. We level the playing field and make it so no one can see their ramen. (laughs) In the the kingdom of the blind, in the kingdom of darkness, the blind man can eat. Yes. So is it, should we start with just ramen and then work our way up? Ramen, soup, broth. Any, any steamy thing that you get in like a bowl. Steamed hams. So what kind of suggestion would you have for fixing? Joel's fix is a little bit tyrannical in the sense that he'll go and blind every person. I mean, you could just turn the lights off, but... <laughs> so ramen and, and steamed hams now are, are dark food. That's an interesting one. Dark food. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they are now. They're dark food. Dark food from the dark web. Yeah. To be fair, you, they've ha- done light-out restaurants before. Have they? Yeah. Um, they have people who are blind who are the weight waiters and waitresses because they're used to navigating in that environment right maybe we just do a asian themed one of them and it's called dark food (laughs) okay and it's all ramens or (laughs) or or ramen tents ramen tents a ramen see you know um i don't know if this is a common thing when i used to bake things as a child my mum had this weird netting thing that we would put over the top of the cake so that they could air but they wouldn't get attacked by pesky flies. Yes, I, I think my mum had one of those. So maybe one of them. In the same way that at a silver service restaurant, you have the... The kosh. Is that what it's called? Uh, yes, it's a kosh. Call Ooh. it the silver food cup. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought of it as like a, a upside down bowl. Yeah, the down bowl. The I mean, down bowl. To be fair, that describes its purpose far better than kosh does. Yeah. So instead I of a down bowl... A kosh is one of those sock things you hit people with. No... Also, fucking what? <laughs> well, I've only really you know seen you just it. get a bunch of rocks in a sock. <laughs> I thought, That's a kosh. I'm a kosh you. Uh, no. <laughs> Come here. I'm a kosh you. I with think this. I think you're you're making a light of it, but I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that a kosh is a thing. Okay, okay, using it it's, it's okay. That large gentleman <laughs> assailed the other gentleman using a kosh. Pulled from the ramen. I'm going to look it up because I'm 100% sure that a kosh is a thing. Please continue. In the meantime, netting doily thing over the ramen, only instead of netting, maybe it's something that absorbs moisture. It's a filter of some kind. So semi-see-through. So kind of almost like tissue paper in a way. Something absorbent, but they'll let it air, like incredibly thin. Yeah. What about a layer of phyllo pastry, like seasoned nice phyllo pastry over the top, incredibly thin, Gets loads of moisture in it, and then you can kind of scrunch that up and have that little little snack, little little pre pre ramen dumpling with like dump yeah dumpling flesh. 
<laughs> I mean, I was so on board until that one word. Unfortunately, that's the most applicable word for what it is. Membrane, I guess, is Wrapped the other in one. dumpling flesh. Oh. See, look, it's like a club. Look at that. It's got flex. That one looks a bit like marital aid, but. That's not a sock. Well, I've this already... is a massive. That's a police baton, is what he's yeah, just that, showed us. That's a police baton. That that's, one isn't. That's a dildo. Most of these are dildos. So when you said the large, the large man assailed the other with a kosh. Okay. Well, okay, hang on. Let me find the dictionary definition. Also, spell kosh with a K and then a C before the SH. And I think that's how you spell the restauranty one. What's a K? Don't, but he's Googled kosh weapon. Well, because if you, if you, <laughs> well, cause if you, you Google kosh, you get the control of substances hazardous to health. And that's not yes. helpful to this. Oh, Jesus. The related search is a kosh weapon UK. Like, where can I buy one of these? Kosh weapon immediately. Kosh weapon now. Kosh weapon how high? Okay, well, what, Kosh weapon now. What is the, uh, what's the, what are we looking for? K-O-S-C-H. Robert Kosh, general. He was the Prussian general of the infantry during World War I. Well, I ha I'm trying to learn how to spell Kosh. That's just, that's just images of a man named Robert Kosh. And a lady. Bob Kosh. Have I got this all wrong? Is this not called a Kosh? I think you're wrong. Stop everything. I think I was right about Wait. the thing and you were wrong about the Kosh thing. the bowl. Wait, co co kosh the bowl. Kosh, the bowl. kosh, whether it's called a kosh, a to down bowl. To deliberately obscure or cryptic something, what is a kosh? A kosh is a heavy piece of We're rubber or metal Jeopardy. which is used as a weapon. Shit. <laughs> 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 what does it mean to be under the kosh uh, in a difficult situation? Obscured by a weapon. I think... Well then, I've got that very wrong. Well... In that case... Google down bowl. Silver <laughs> right. food cup. Silver down bowl. I'm pretty sure it's just a platter. Silver yeah. down bowl. Um... Silver cover up food. Wait, this is really hard to Google when you don't know the name of yeah. it. Silver food hat. <laughs> Fancy food hat. Fancy silver food hat. <laughs> silver food hat. Let's see what comes up for silver food hat. We should go on family food. Oh fortunes. my god, it's silver hats for cooking food in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not silver food hat. Um, uh, Google silver food hat, but the other kind. Right, platter. That, we're, get, we're getting somewhere. Uh, that has not helped us. Platter cover? These are not what I had in... Oh, wait, these these are what I had in mind. Yes. But what are they? Food cups. Plate, Plate covers. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a very, very boring name. Where did you get kosh from? I don't know. I really thought they were called koshes. Well, that is a massive... That's massive, upsetting. If it's that's really upsetting. Plate cover. Can we call them koshes from now on? It's much what? more exciting. Only if we can hit people with them. Fine. Oh, yes, you can. Be more effective deal. than a sock. So, steam. Steam in the ramen. <laughs> so you get a food cup, plate cover. Plate cover's such a food it, cup. You get a, a kosh. Food, a food hat. A food hat down bowl. A silver food hat down bowl. Ahoy. You put it over your ramen. It's made of dumpling flesh. Oh. It's so, so it's edible? Yeah. Okay. Or at least some of it is edible. Do you eat your way to the food? Maybe. No, because that way the steam will just come out again. I think you have to lift it, have a sip of ramen, put it back down. Oh, interesting. See, I would... Like, you know how, um... Do you know that the word tapas comes from the Spanish word tapar, which means to cover? Because I thought it meant to share. It does not. Well... Apparently, they used to have their beer, and then some place... Because they kept getting flies yeah. and shit and old-timey stuff in it. So they started handing out dried bits of meat to put on top of the cup, so that they couldn't... The fly couldn't get into it. Right. And then people... We're eating the meats. What, couldn't somebody, couldn't, couldn't somebody, couldn't the fly just go for the meat instead? Is that not more appealing than the beer? I mean, probably, but maybe, maybe you don't being eat... able to swat the fly away with a meat kosh I'm gonna... made it a bit easier. <laughs> How many uses of the word kosh can we get into this podcast? I find myself under the meat kosh once again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, I... that's where it comes from. So maybe okay. we do a similar thing with ramens. So okay, you cover so edible bowl, covering. Yeah, and then you lift it up to have some ramen yeah. and then you put it back down again. I like the idea of something getting bigger the more it gets steamed. So what, some like kind of microwave popcorn packet. I mean, that could work or like a kind of roti or like a like a naan kind of textured bread. Okay. So it's very very flat when it starts the meal. Flat and flesh. as and as it goes on it kind of fluffs up and then all that lovely lovely juice at the bottom of your ramen, mm. you've now got a big bread to scoop it all up in. Ooh. Right? This is good. That's good, I like right? That. So it's a about to say it out loud and realise what we've done. You've invented a bread bowl, but upside down. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. A, we, bread bowls are already a thing. Yeah, yeah but they're bowls like for bread. They're not bowls yeah. of bread. No, no, no. A bread bowl is a bread is bread that you pour like soup into, then you eat the bread. 
We've just made an upside down bread bowl. Yes. Yeah. But one that matures throughout the meal. Exactly. One that you cook uh, with see. your own food. I see. That's exciting. Now we need a, a brand name for this self-cooking, real-time naan. Food, food cut. <laughs> close. So close. Wait, okay, tell you what, we'll get, we're going to do on, on three, the old the old school game of both of you will say a word. Joe, you're going to say something to do with food. Okay. Oscar, you're going to say something to do with the placement. So on top of, below, whatever. You ready? Okay. Wait, wait. So I've got where it is. Yeah. Joel's okay. got what it is. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. So the brand name will be three, two, one. Over. A la carte. <laughs> Sorry. A la carte over. Over a la carte. <laughs> over la carte. <laughs> over la carte. The over. new way of eating ramen. Over. Mm. That's awful. We can go again. You want to go got, again? We got better. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here okay. we go. Ready? Right. This time we're swapping it over. Okay, so I've got a food one. You've got a food and one. And I'm doing now. a crockery yeah. one. Okay, ready? Um, Three, two, uh, uh, one. Right, bubble. <laughs> <laughs> too late, it's called bubble now. You interrupted yourself to say bubble. <laughs> Wait, bubble. Which is not, there's no food relating to that. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You're thinking of bubble tea. There's bubbles in food. <laughs> Just Mo- but bubbles themselves are not Moose. food. Moose is a food. Bubble... <laughs> Bubble is the absence of food. <laughs> bubble is anti-food. Is bubble is said. the void where food is not. Well, <laughs> does that not therefore make it perfect? <laughs> no. Uh, right, you guys get one more shot at this. Okay, I don't okay. think I could do food. <laughs> okay, food is going back to Joel. Uh, okay, food However, is me again. You're on wildcard duty, so any branding-related names. Okay. Okay, ready? Are we sticking with like a bready theme? It's it, you're just food. It's up to you. We okay. ready? Yes. Three, two. One. Patisserie. Patisserie container. (laughs) The new... That's basically bread bar. Yeah, yeah. Patisserie container. The new way to eat ramen. (laughs) Bread bowl two. Bakery plate. (laughs) So we've got bread bowl, bakery plate, patisserie container. Bubble. Don't forget about bubble. Yeast bubble. <laughs> I'm I'm making an executive decision here. I'm going with bubble because it's the one thing that sounds like a brand above any else. Now, how is bubble spelt <laughs> to we, avoid any lawsuits? Can we call it bubble bread? Bubble bread. Because that's bubble bubble. And that's the noise you make when you're enjoying ramen. It, it, when you're drowning in if ramen. If you're yes. a slug, fucking it's hell. It's a soup. Um, yeah, we could call it bubble bread. Bubble bread. Bub bread, no. Bub- Blow up bubble bread. Brubble. I like. I like. Brubble. Blow up. Blow up brown bubble bread. The restaurant would be destroyed, and all that is left is big, the brubble. Big. <laughs> I, I think we've solved that. Problem solved. Have a ramen. Have a brubble. Joel, give us it's no more. trouble. Was that I'd ramen have a brubble? <laughs> I'd rather. No, I got it. Than it's no trouble. Wait, ramen? It's no trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Start the advert now. Go. When you have a problem. (laughs) No, fuck that. Ramen? It's no trouble. When you have a patisserie container. (laughs) (laughs) Bakery plate. (laughs) From the makers of Brubble. Ramen, don't hate. Bakery container. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Don't let ramen detain you. Use brubble. <laughs> I think we've done it, guys. I think we did it. It's a, it's a three-tiered ad campaign for the various regional dialects. I'm going to have like an interview with a man on the streets. I don't know how they got it that wrong so many times. You had so many chances. So I connect the dots of good advertising slogans. <coughs> now, whilst I'm not in any way, shape or form trying to indoctrinate the two of you into my newly uh, assumed lifestyle, cool. I've uh, taken the time to work out what your guys' juggalo names would be. Okay. If you're interested to uh, find out. Tom, I'll start with you. Yes. Uh, your name is Cotton Candy with K's. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I can kind of see that in a weird way. Cotton candy. I mean, I like the fact that mostly most of these juggalo names are kind of ironic based on who they are. 
Yeah. Like, so Cotton Candy, you'd envision quite a small, quite a sweet human being. Yeah. I am neither of those things. You're a human being, and that much, they, no one can take away from you. No, that's true. Mm. Uh, so that's you. Fluff with edge. <laughs> I like that. Fluff with edge. That's my tagline. Uh, Joel. Mm. Sexy dead bitch. <laughs> I can't help but feel like mine is more on the nose. <laughs> mine is a bit more esoteric. Joel is basically just a description. I, I think the only part of yours you can get upset with is that none of the words are spelled incorrectly. Yeah. The order is strange. Yeah, I thought so too, but far be it from me to... Because um, I feel like well, dead sexy is like... That, that's ambiguous. It could be like a superlative yeah. or... Or you could be a dead I'm sexy dead. bitch. But, but when no, you say sexy is... dead, it's sex, like, is sex... he dead? He's not just dead. <laughs> no, he's dead, but he is quite hot. <laughs> he's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> How can I be a bitch if I'm dead? As in life. Hey man, if the, uh, if the, the hatchet man teaches us anything, it's that... Does he? Even bitches die. Nope. <laughs> Oscar Lydiard. Oh, it's good. Even bitches die. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Big money hustler. Thank you very much. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. That's all well. It's all right. Even bitches goes. die. <laughs> Sexy dead bitch. You got something for us? SDB. <laughs> yes, I do have something for us. This comes from Diana Lynn on Twitter. She says, "I can't sleep on a mattress with springs, but I'm able to sleep on the floor." Hashtag WTF. Hashtag First World Problems. Okay, so what is, is is she so hard edged that a soft, lovely, bouncy mattress is I think is too she, soft for I her? I think what she's saying is that mattresses with springs implies that the mattress is shitty and you can feel the springs poking you. Okay, so it's a bad it's a bad scene. You don't want to be there. However, it's probably still comfier than the floor, like a hardwood floor. Is she saying that she's so used to such incredibly high quality mattresses that a spring mattress to her is worse than the floor? I think what she's saying is the taste of the comfort of a mattress is worse than being able to put up with sleeping on the floor. I see. So, like, when you're on a mattress, you should be comfy, but yeah. you're not. Whereas so when you're on the floor, you're just, like, you're, you're braced. You're just on the floor. Yeah. yeah. She's not on the floor, so she's more comfortable than she could be, yeah. but she's more annoyed Yeah. because she's more comfortable. I get that. It's kind of like when you're out, um, kind of, and it starts to rain about a tiny bit. And it's yeah. like, at this point, I'd much rather it just, the heavens would open and it would just be a downpour and I can be wet rather than this strange damp yeah. interlude kind or of thing. Or it's like the uncanny valley thing of like, yeah. this is no longer a good robot, this is now a bad human. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is no longer, this is no longer like good floor, this is bad mattress. Yeah, she's sleeping in the uncanny valley. She's being quite binary with her classification of spring mattress and floor. There are so many different branches of this particular tree the comfort tree yeah there's so many different kinds of bed just to start with that hammocks are a kind of bed a futon is nothing (laughs) a water bed is a kind of bed a water bed is a special kind of torture yeah you've slept in a water bed i've never done it don't do it i mean words cannot describe the just surreal nature of watching netflix in bed on your laptop and rolling over to try and skip to the next episode and your laptop moving in waves <laughs> up and down <laughs> as you can't see the screen or get perches and try and click anything. Yeah, how long does it take for a waterbed to settle? Um, never. It never settles. No? No. When you breathe, you're still moving, it's right? It's very turbulent. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's a bed made of water. It's chaotic motion. No. And you can't see the horizon, so you get very seasick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get turned around. You've been lost in there for days. <laughs> like, it is it is one of the weirdest hells I've ever been in, because it was... Uh, I slept there. It's in my grandma's house. Um, lovely woman. She did not mean to torture me in this way. She put me up in her house. It's very, very kind. But... It was on Christmas, well, on Boxing Day evening. On obviously, Christmas. obviously, I'm fucking shattered and a little bit drunk. I've done a lot of traveling. Like, I'm a bit all over the place. Yeah. I really need sleep. I'm quite delirious at this point. So I go and just flop out on bed. And you know when you do the delightful kind of collapse in and the mattress... From is full the, standing yeah. to, like, completely lying down, like a 90-degree fall, yeah. So I did that, expecting the mattress to greet me as it usually would by bouncing me up wonderfully. No, what greeted me was just... <laughs> Just this squelchy oh, oozing the noise. Sound. The sound. Mm. As I just heard these waves begin and my head didn't bounce back up, it continued to sink. And mm. then my entire body started doing the worm on the bed <laughs> as the waves started to come into motion. I imagine that first impact, you know, if you like lay a flannel out on the surface of a water. Yeah. A water. <laughs> a, a, a water. Water. Body. 
and you put your hand on it and it like sucks yeah. as you put I imagine exactly it's like that, that, but like a full body experience. I felt like Neo in The Matrix when he tries to jump between the two buildings Ooh. and he falls all the way down to the street level and it just sinks and catches them. Just, God, it was I horrible. mean, how high were you jumping from? Very high. Yeah, I'm, a t- I'm a tall man. Springboard off the desk kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a horrendous tangent. Let's fix this woman's problem because she, right now, has a bed mm. and is choosing to sleep on the floor, which is madness to me. So we have well, one of two ways to fix this. We don't know how comfortable the floor is either. This is yeah. this is what I was saying. I don't mean like just goose down all this. Floor? Goose down floor. Oh, maybe is it just feathers? It's a goose. <laughs> maybe that. <laughs> Maybe there's a goose there, south there of There was that. an old lady that lived on a goose. So basically, we have two avenues of which to fix this. We can either make the bed comfier. No. Or, okay. That's been done. That's been done. Comfy or beds exist. We now know. We now know that the floor is her new home. Mm. So what we need to do now is make the floor more like a bed, but not include any mattresses. I think she's still sleeping on the mattress. I think but she's she disappointed. See, what I'm thinking is sink the bed into the floor so that it's flush with the floor. Okay. Oh. Paint it like wood. Wood bed, yes, I like Wood it. Bed. Okay, so it's camouflaged in. You'd never know there's a bed there you when you walk n- in the room. Not even experts struggle to, find, <laughs> to struggle to find the bed in the room. Yep, that's wood. So you then lie down on the, quote, floor, and you're comfy. Comfier than any floor has any right to be. That, I like that. Like, there's a few senses of springs, but that it's a, just a very comfy floor. That I, that's actually a very good idea because you're right. It's it's a psychological problem yeah. that she has at the moment. So kind of t- like pulling the rug out from under her, as it were. You can just what what if it is covered by a rug? You never know. Ooh. But you surely will know it's there. What about a duvet? Mm. Well, no, you can still be on the floor and just put a duvet on top of you. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah, to but hang then it won't be the edge of anything. Then it won't be concealed. That's what I mean. The well, reveal won't be there that Joel wants. But you don't know where the big the bed yeah, is. You don't so know maybe, where the, edge of the bed are. It's, maybe it's, put it in the box room. The box okay. room that's the size of a bed. Yeah. Okay. You, you embed the bed into the floor. Wait, so this is literally the bedroom. Yeah. The bedroom. That's it. We're calling <laughs> Contents this... of bedroom. Oh, I've already told you. <laughs> yeah. This, so this is the bedroom, and this is the bedroom. And what are we calling process? Are we calling it embed? Yeah. Yeah, like it's embed. Embed your bed. The embedroom. Yeah, you call the <laughs> electrician, you call the plumber, you call the embedder. Yeah. See, what I like is, like, coming back to the waterbed thing, that was very popular in the 70s. Mm. So the embed will obviously become wildly popular throughout the 10s, the, the tens and the 20s. Maybe and then the in, And then in 30 years' time, there will be someone doing their own future podcast where they discuss at length how angry they were that they went to their grandma's house and had to sleep on an embed. Had to sleep in the embed room. Yes. Yeah. Didn't know where the floor ended and the wall began. <laughs> Do you reckon Murphy beds ever make a comeback? What's a Murphy bed? They're the ones they the which fold down. They're the ones that fold into the walls. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is a this supersedes Murphy. Yeah, bed. it's like a logical evolution of the Murphy because bed. you don't have to put it back up again. No, like, you, don't you have just to hide it. It's hang just your duvet there. <laughs> yeah, the, what if the duvet could just be a nice wall covering? Yeah, a towel on the back of the door on the yeah. little hook or your dressing gown. Yeah, maybe you now just hang your duvet up on the duvet hook. I like that. It's time to go to bed. Let me go to my coat hook. Take my duvet down. And I'll just lie on the floor, which happens to be a bed. Can you yeah. imagine that? Like, just a hook on the back of a door, grabbing it, holding it up in front of yourself, and then just falling directly backwards, <laughs> just onto the floor, but it, it's a bed. Showing someone that for the first time will be very Oh, man, that that's amazing. Great. What if instead of hanging on the back of the door, it's a canopy? That just falls from the ceiling. You lie on the floor, and you pull a, a lever, next to you? Yes. or probably it's voice activated in the 10s okay. and 20s. Embed! <laughs> Embed me! <laughs> And then it falls down like a net. Okay. Snares you. But very fast. Like its pneumatic powers are pssst. Yeah. Once you're in, you're in for good. Oh, yeah, you are tucked. And this like this this sorts out those eight hours of sleep. You'll be constricted quite heavily. So You will. I like it. I like Better it. Better get to sleep in. <laughs> what else are you gonna be doing? Should we should we call it fixed with embed? Embed me. I think it's time to move on to final section of the show, but better. Where we take things that aren't yet problems and strike them down. While they're hot, before they're hot, strike while the... You don't strike them down while the iron is hot. That's quite vengeful. <laughs> strike them down while the iron is hot. Everything I do is vengeful. We take these problems, we strike them down with a hot iron. <laughs> we have here some suggestions from Tom and Oscar. Products, as you say, as the layman says. Products. Products, ideas, processes? Concepts. Thoughts. Concepts. Feelings. Musings. This is concept art. In word form for problem solutions. We're beta testing things. Yes. Stab guard, TM. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up that. Um, namely, that's my own horrendous writing going on. Now, stab guard would not be a first world problem. That's a pretty universal problem. You want to be guarded against stabbing. No, no, no. This is stub guard. Oh, uh, that place from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we must journey to stop guard. What this is, is, let's be honest, more painful than being stabbed. Is there any greater immediate pain than stubbing your toe? Mm. That we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Like, obviously, things like stabbings, being shot, etc. That's that's going to hurt. But the things that we still all encounter... <laughs> day-to-day stuff, getting just, shot. Yeah. Stubbing your toes, let's be frank, is a horrendous experience that we are yet to realistically find a, a fix for around the house. Oh, absolutely. It's also the... It's a more embarrassing problem because yeah. everyone sees you do it and you and there's no way of playing it off coolly mm. the immediate hot angry reaction to stubbing your toe is to do the weirdest dance and yet just make the strangest noises mm. just generally comprising like ah! yeah <laughs> that's it that's, my, my process tends to be it's kind of a noise that's combined with a curse that doesn't really work kind of like Daiganta and like a knowing hearty giggle yeah exactly but like quite jovial from the belly because yeah. it's filled with anger it's a belly, <laughs> belly giggle yeah oh you <laughs> you seeing this yeah. there's a lot of that kind of 1950s bravado about it so mm. what I'm proposing right now um, are two options for where we can take Stubgard. I okay. like I like the choose your own adventure yeah, part. Yeah, it's very much it's very much okay. a D campaign. This Turn to one. page forty two. Uh, would you like to roll to protect your feet or roll to protect the house? Oh, I don't care about the house. The I say protect the house. It's still protecting your feet, but we either go something wearable for you, for okay. example, kind of chainmail armor for just your toes, mm. or quite a baby theme. I know, I, I like it. Uh, or Baby proofing just all the skirting boards. Nice, soft, bouncy material around the house. So there's nothing to stub on. Now, I feel like if you're the person in the house wearing the baby proof shoes, mm. you might get some judgment. You might get some judgment. That's why I'm thinking they're not shoes, they're not clumsy. Because when you get home, you want to be comfortable, right? Mm. I'm thinking stub guards are kind of like rubber caps you just put on the end of your toes. Like swimming hats, but like, for your toes. Like swimming caps for your toes. Little toe yarmulkes. Okay, who's seen someone in a swimming hat and gone, you've got your life in order? Everyone in a swimming pool. Mm. Yeah, in a <laughs> swimming pool. You're not really at risk of stubbing your toe in a swimming pool. So This that's... is my no, the, sport yes, condom. But <laughs> your, your argument is... It'll keep me safe. Your argument is you don't look at people in swimming hats in a swimming pool and go, you're not going to stub your toes. Like that's <laughs> No, my argument is you see someone in a swimming hat and you think they look a bit silly. Okay. You see someone in stub guard shoes... You might think they look a bit silly. But well, they might think they're overprotective. You're in your own home. I mean, this is the thing. The the only way you can shoot that down is just asking the senders, like, you ever stubbed your toe? And they go, yeah, it's fucking horrible. Wish there was a way to stop that. Bam. Another initiate. No one yeah. wants to stub their toes. Yeah, yeah but, but it's like a grown man wearing armbands. I think if you put it on the house, people can't really complain in the same way because they're benefiting from it as well. In the same way. And if you don't frequently stub your toe it's not going to make a difference to you you're not going to suddenly stub your toe more mm. you've also got the added benefit of not forgetting to put your shoes on true if the house is protected okay i think house is the way to go okay so stub guard is a kind of service like baby proofers you get them in once you have stubbed your toe a couple of times and you realize shit this house is a death trap yeah we've got to fix this right up yeah. okay so what exactly are we making stub guard out of and how Water invasive beds. is this? Waterbeds. That's very true. Bringing it back. The house will never stop moving. Water skirting. I'm not sure about that. Squirting. <laughs> Maybe you tie it into the mainline water supply. Oh. Maybe it's heated. So, so, there's, so actually you want damp in your house now. Well, it's constantly damp- running through the bottom of your the walls. The damp is contained. <laughs> I'm not suggesting a freeform puddle. <laughs> Unless. Unless. <laughs> I think if we're getting water involved, that is going to bring in some structural instability issues. I True. think the best way to fix this is bumper car system. Equip okay. yourself and the skirting boards with things that repel each other. Okay. So that when they do come into contact, it's only momentarily and then they're like pushed away. What so are, um, rather than dampening momentum with a water skirting you want to conserve and redirect momentum what about magnets magnets how do they work in the words of my juggalo forefathers 
ICP. Please continue. So what we can do is, if there is a way of turning a kind of nail varnish, like a clear nail varnish, why is it got to be clear? Why is it got to be clear? I'm pretty sure nail varnish is called as such because it is varnish for nails, unlike varnish that we put on skirting boards. Yeah, well, this is so maybe it's a varnish. So maybe some kind of varnish, but that you can put on the skirting board and also your nails that have very strong magnetic properties. So this way, nobody knows you're wearing it. You don't look foolish. You don't look stupid. But every time you go into your skirting board, your foot is magically propelled very fast. Well, I mean, like you're sort of not looking stupid. You walk too close to the edge of a door, and your feet come out from under you (laughs) in the other direction. That's going to look very silly. If you are, if you're headed to the kitchen with some fervor. You've got some momentum in your stride. The momentum is not just in your feet. It's also in your upper body. True. If you get too close to the skirting board and your leg gets propelled out backwards (laughs) behind you, by the laws of conserving momentum, that will travel in that direction. Your head is going to tilt forward. And now instead of stubbing your toe, you're you're stubbing your face. (laughs) We have a name for that. It's a concussion. Yes. true. Okay, it's a much so, cooler name. So maybe strong magnets aren't the best way around. Well, Less. now here's the thing. <laughs> I'm glad Why? you want to save this too. <laughs> Why waste perfectly good tech by only applying it to the nails? Okay. Why not apply it to every part of well, your body? So like- Adamantium skeleton. <laughs> turn everyone into Wolverine. Sorry. <laughs> Never apologize for I that. I was thinking more... Like a lacquer that you put on like your skin. Like a moisturizer. Yeah, like a moisturizer, but oh, it's also magnetic, on... <laughs> magnetic, moisturizer. magnetic, magnetic lacquer. However, if you're so, let me get this straight. It's magnetic moisturizer. Mm. It's the it's the polar opposite to the one that's on the skirting boards. So you and will, the carpet and the carpet and, and the, the ceilings. Okay, and the hob. Okay, so you you can't collide with anything. Um, this is going to be a fucking nightmare when you're trying to I don't know sit down or cook something or place anything or pick something up from a surface or interact with your house in any way you're yeah. just marooned on wait is the floor on it as well because yeah. then you're floating bouncing yeah. around the walls <laughs> like a pinball but never touching any of them yeah just constantly moving well i mean gravity will pull you down to the floor i think that you'll still have that sense of weight but it'll just be more difficult to walking will floor. be a bit of a trick <laughs> walking a will be bizarre yeah, you might might trip up a few times. But I, crucially, you won't hit anything. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you physically can't, you hit, can't anything. hit anything. No matter how much you might want to, you you've, can't hit anything. You've seen like comedy like Looney Tunes, old timey cartoons mm. with a character on ice. Bambi. Yeah. Any character on ice. They just they're flailing, they're squirving, they're scrambling around. Finally, oh. you can have that. That'll be you in every direction with every body part. Not only that, but let's say you've gone to the kitchen. Mm. Uh, you haven't stubbed your toe. That's good. You're being repelled from every surface mm. and the kitchen drawers are flying open with cutlery zooming towards you at lightning speed. I mean, you're going to have to get some plastic cutlery. That's just a safety <laughs> thing. Yeah. Or just a non-conductive like chrome... Chrome cutlery. That, or they're made of the same stuff that repels. So (laughs) So they fly as far away from you as possible, but then it's also being repelled by the walls. So there's just this weird floating kind of shoal of cutlery Uh, just passing through the air. I spoke about Wolverine, but you've turned yourself into Magneto here. Yeah. (laughs) Magneto has. Magneto. (laughs) Magni and toe. (laughs) Magneto. Magni and toe. I think that could be a better name for this system. Magneto. I think and co. we may have gone a bit far from curing stubbed toes to never touching anything have again. Have we cured stubbed toes? I mean, yes, but in, uh, uh, have we cured stubbed toes? That's a yes. I think that'll that'll do it. Sometimes this committee, it just uh, just steamrolls. Committee with shouting. <laughs> I fucking we invented Magneto. Volume Magneto. equals results. I thought I was power. Well, you were, but then we coated you in the other kind of magnet lacquer, and then now you're bouncing off somewhere else. Shut up, courage. Play them off against each other. <laughs> the wise, the wise decision. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I'm good with Magneto. I love it. Okay, Magneto. There we go. Get yourself a, a lacquer. It's like a, you, can, you can just like repurpose a spray tan booth and just have it spray you yeah. with magnet juice. Spray tan to <laughs> magnet juice. <laughs> We need a better name for it than magnet juice. Crunched up magnets, magnet juice. I'm just waiting for the documentary, like, behind the zinc curtain or whatever. <laughs> this is where they get the magnet juice. Just all these magnets in cramped condition. <laughs> My husband died of magnet poisoning from a dodgy dealer. 
He was cutting it with mercury. <laughs> you were going to say magnets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cutting his magnets cutting with it. other kinds of magnets. Cutting it with iron. Iron's a magnet, isn't it? Depends on... We've got... Oh, hang on. What? We've got iron in our blood. Oh, shit. X-Men oh. again. That one guy, he gets, he gets so does this iron mean in his you... butt and then the magnet happens. That's the plot of X-Men. That, is that the plot of all and the X-Men? They, that's, well, yeah, pretty one much. One of them, for sure. At least one. Minimum one. Okay, so Magneto. Is that is that X-Men The Last Stand? Because he never stood again. <laughs> he, got, he got magnets in his butt. That's a joke. <laughs> da, 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 da. Joke. Um, have we got I'm anything to add? Or addendum to Magnet? You know what? I think all the kinks will iron out once it's in once it's in the public's hands. Okay. It's a very attractive prospect. Mm. Magneto. Magneto. Knee with a K? Is that yes. what we're thinking? Absolutely. Mag. Or just magnet. Magnet. Magne, magna hyphen toe. Magna hyphen toe. Yeah. E. Second E? No, the, uh, one E. <laughs> <laughs> How many E's are you putting into this? Magni hyphen T-O-E. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and that's what it's called. All Mag- right. Magni hyphen T-O-E. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Out. Glad we sorted this out. Right. If you don't want to bang your knee, get yourself some Magna hyphen T-O-E. <laughs> the Jingle Factory has churned out another one. <laughs> okay, so Magneto. We're happy with Magneto. I'm happy with Magneto. Because I don't like touching things. so <laughs> It's quite overrated, I find. Yeah. This will solve that for me. True. And I won't be in pain anymore from the stubbing. I won't feel anything anymore. Will this work as stab guard? Also true. Not, it, we need to Someone comes put out some legislation that all knives must be magnetic. Yeah. Wall, wall magnetic, not lacquer magnetic. Yeah, don't mix those up. <laughs> otherwise. Can you imagine if someone comes to stab you, you start running away, but the knife is propelled towards you at high velocity. Yeah, they're not even trying. They're no. just holding on. I'm being taken along for the ride. It's basically manslaughter. What if you paint yourself with the wall shit and you stick and you become like a spider man? <laughs> Some kind of spider man. <laughs> Can you imagine such a thing? What if there are like what if, what if this gets uh, out into the world? To be fair, magnets are red and blue, so Yeah. What if the, what if this gets out into the world and it well, becomes a really big thing? It will. It will. It becomes a really, really big cultural thing. It will. It will. There'll be other companies competing, right? There will. They might use other magnets. You might have someone coated in the wrong Ooh, lacquer. Get a compatibility turn, yeah, turn up in your house and suddenly they are wall crawlers. And also sticking to you. Oh shit, that's true. Yeah. You're just like, you'll be walking down the street and just four people will just and just stick to you immediately. It's going to be, did you have those puzzles, not puzzles, those pitch, <laughs> did you have those uh, pictures where they had like iron filings in and you had yes, a magnet yeah. to make like mustaches and stuff? Yeah, Willy Willy. If you do, that was one one such. I just to say Willy. <laughs> Willy. Oh, um, if you did like a bird's eye view of like a shopping mall, that's going to be the most powerful man walking through the shopping mall with all the other people <laughs> attaching to him <laughs> as he goes. That's very true. That's an oddly serene picture, actually, being able to view it from up high. Serene, hellish. Well, if you're words, on the ground, really, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we close this out? Yeah, let's close this out with Magneto. Make sure you only get your Magneto from a reputable Magneto certified supplier. And we won't have any issues now, will we? <laughs> will we? Will we? Willy. Ah, Willy. Thank you so much for listening. We've been First World Solutions. Uh, If you enjoyed the show and you want other people to enjoy it just as much, then please share it around. Send them a link to the podcast. SoundCloud, iTunes, those are the options. Um, Let them know what we're about. Let them know that we can hear them and we can help them. If only they will give us a shot. If you liked the way that we solved those problems and think that we could apply a similarly professional lilt to your problem... You can send us your problems through either our Twitter or our Facebook. We're uh, FWScast on Twitter or First World Solutions on Facebook. Tweet at us directly or hashtag your problems with First World Problems or First World Solutions. We do check both before the show every week. And hopefully we can get really lost somewhere in the first couple of seconds of even saying it and talk about something completely different for the next 20 minutes or so. Because that's what you want. Something we're real good at. Oh, yeah, really good at that. <laughs> or you can get in touch with us directly at fwscast at gmail.com. Send us an email or a picture or a short story or a feeling. We just like the contact. But not good. too close. Don't touch us. <laughs> 
We've got our magneto ready. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. It really helps. Uh, it makes our page look all fancy and lovely. And it's just really nice to hear from you guys and hear what you think of the show. Um, also, make sure to click the subscribe button on there. And if you can share the link around, that really helps us out. But in the meantime, thank you once again for listening. I've been Joel. I'm Big Money Hustler. Uh, of course. Wait up. Uh, yep. I'm Sexy Dead Bitch. <laughs> I'm Big Money Hustler. I've been Cotton Candy. With two Ks. No problems. No problem. No posse. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs>